Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. 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 Well, you know, 
when WCC flashed exactly how many on the international side, and they always let me know on the strength of them. They make, they make it plainly to, to let bosses of a true Israelite on the strength of us, because we're going to catch bosses of a true Israelite in something sooner or later. <laughs> so, you know, they don't keep their hand, and that's their mission is to catch the bosses of the two Israelites on something that they can kind of accuse them of sounding. So when you know these things, and, you get, and if you get caught up, that's on you. So we'll leave it like that, and we'll bring our CN, and we'll tell you all about the broadcast and whatever y'all I don't put on him to tell the national audience over 900,000 plus according to the WCC, World Council of Churches. You're a clock, come on. Once again, Yaqua bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And uh, as I always say, it's a pleasure to be among a cast of over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yaqua. And that's a good thing. But with all the contradiction and things that you're getting on your side and the things I'm getting on my side and most of us, it always falls back into the same thing that I say, that a teacher can't learn from his students. And you ask yourself why, because he's given wise counsel. But having knowledge, a teacher, he even gains more experience by teaching. Now, those that want to learn from a teacher that's given wise counsel, they possibly might be able to learn to do the same thing themselves one day, give wise counsel to another that needs it. And that's what we're all about in all the six camps. Because we all out there have came to hear things that most of us on this program here, some listening, they can never understand. But Southwest Ministry makes all this misunderstanding very possible. We have many that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking can never find. These are what we call the misinformed. They can do none of these things. This is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. And righteous is a word that you really have to look into. If you're not righteous and you're trying to learn this word, it will show but you won't be able to remember anything. One or two words maybe, but it just won't stick. Because we have to be aware, by knowing the scriptures and being taught the Bible precepts, we're given the knowledge to know that we have those out there that camouflage the evil of the Jews' teachings using overly loud Monk of John's contest for their session of righteous life. And try and even take the same Bible we read, the scriptures, and turn around as verbal weapons against us that don't. Well, this is why we're here, to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching, all bump the gums in Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. It comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, always about Yahweh's word. Learning how to connect the books, your health, whose you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. 
All this is done because you have not. It's the information that you have came to seek, and you have to look no further because you've now found that in the voice of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. Now, Sabbath class we do have. The top part of Sabbath is Friday. That class starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class, it starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the members desire to leave. We also have a website address to use this on any search line in a tribeyadal.com. And after you click enter, look for tribeyadal.com once again, dash Israel. What that will do is take you to the big line where you'll see some choices. One of the choices will be ties and all. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Now, on any other device, you might see menu. But after clicking this, you'll still see choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7 and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yaqua, you kindred to the people. Give unto the Yaqua, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yaqua, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also the donations given to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to those Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and mentioned once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus is Yahweh alive. Also for building a school, which we can see on a continuing basis is very well needed. A banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Hallelujah One. Also while there, check our calendar. It will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program. This feature is available during our broadcast time. Just enter three words to get there. Yahweh Radio Live. After clicking there, look for Voices of the True Israelites. Drive the down. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Now, we even have a few numbers to call with Yahweh in mind. The first is our live conference room number. The number is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is our international number where you can call and leave a message on those scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six million accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. As I've said many times, you will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Now also by calling the same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. 
Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text. The four broadcasts are afterwards, which you might imagine is pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder is the cigar man, and answered many memos as most of us have seen. But even now, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. If the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. You will only hear discouraging downtown. Now, for those of you who have maybe missed the beginning of our today's program, you can catch the entire show at 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. Do this just in three words, Lakwa Radio Live. This time, look for Voices of the Truth Lights by the Jadah. Choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. Now, during a normal broadcast, broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitted on PalTalk. Your PalTalk can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Now, even your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the PalTalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Tourism Lights, Drivers You'll find out who will hold 50 or more listening participants for Yahweh's Word. Online there to answer any of the on-the-table topics we had during our broadcast will be the elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if broad talk ends before teaching time, not to worry. Our teaching will continue on Talk. But for the listening members and the speakers, we're given a scripture to speak by the seer. Always remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yahweh will always go smoothly, remembering that we have over 900,000 listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. But we're given a reminder of this fact in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. So we can start to learn what's happening with Yahweh's word. We're going to pass the program back to Seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, Hallelujah, So we are being transferred to books out a little bit. And that's excellent. And we did make a note on what you just said, that based upon, you know, if you really want to understand this Bible and things be taken away from you, if things in this Bible that will, you can hear the good word, <clears throat> all of a sudden you reach for the good word or try to put it back on the table and then you get lost. So maybe we're gonna take a look at that along the way. After I ever looked at we're gonna take a look at some of that and along with what's on the table based upon these memos we have. So 
So we are going to get something going on, and we're going to touch on what you just got through saying, why so many cannot comprehend the Bible. We'll find out the rules and regulations a little bit, but we're going to get up some guidance by looking directly at Luke. Chapter 12, first 12. Let's get something going on there, Elder. Then we'll see which way we go after we hear from Luke. Chapter 12, first 12. What's that say, Elder? In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12, it says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. Excellent. Why can't we do, we do know the righteous spirit have to Dictate your lesson. And understand that the righteous spirits do not work with you according to, look at a verse, Elder, 522 of 1 Timothy. Let's, let's see if we start looking at a few do and don't. What do we say we can read in 1 Timothy 5? Verse 20 down to verse 22. Let's try that. Let's see which way that goes in First Timothy chapter 5, verse 20 down to verse 22. What does that say here? First Timothy chapter 5, reading verses 20 to 22. 20 says, Let them that sin rebuke before all, that others also may fear. 21. I charge thee before Yahweh and the Yahweh the Son, and elect the minister spirits that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing but heartily. 22. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of another man's sins. Keep thyself pure. Mm-hmm. You want to take a shot at that, Adam? You want to take a shot at what you just got through reading that, Adam? Well, when somebody else sees you correcting the sins that you have uh, made, they may also take a look and think they might need to do the same thing. You know, because we got people out there like the alien man we talked about a few broadcasts ago. Um, nothing to straighten him up except the word. And he saw that, and I put it on him. Okay, that sounds pretty good. And then, Maybe if you get old Robo, get old Robo to understand it, it's 90,000, 100, 100, 100, Okay, good. Get a rover together, and then we're going to see if we, we handle a little bit of that. So the WCC says over 900,000 plus on the international side, and we want to hear you real plainly, sir, because we want to catch you in something tonight. It'll be pretty hard to catch me in something because I'm going to piggyback off the old elder. Well, the elder made a profound statement. And a, a little correction 
is what they all just got to read on, and he's going to come back and expound there on that again more clear, and then we'll go from there. So, Elder, what we just put on the table, can you come back with that again? Because, Eric, because the world is listening, and we won't see can we piggyback off on what you want. Come on. Okay, what was that you wanted to take a look at again, sir? Shut uh, Rover for a second. Because uh, oh, Rover Yeah, come back on what you just said, because Rover did drown you out. And WCC made a statement. You want to catch uh, you in something tonight, dear. Yeah. So come back with that again, Elder. Okay, re-explaining that again. Well, when you um, rebuke the sin that you have made and others see you do that, you might be a pretty bad man like the alien guy. And when you see him back down, it may maybe want you to do the same thing. You know, you and I to be rebuked also. And you got to observe uh, those things that Yahweh the Son put in front of you without putting uh, something before that, like uh, going and putting uh, out of space people to take the place of angels. You have to pay attention to this word. And then you can't be laying hands like you, Yahqua the Son, or nobody, or, you know, just taking place of uh, partaking another man's sins. You can't do what he do because it seems like it's right. You got to do what the Bible say do. You got to keep yourself pure. Mm-hmm. And keeping yourself pure is that saturating yourself with the word of Yahqua. Okay. All right, well, we can, um, I, I think we can go with that, but um, there's something else you did say, and we, we made a note of it, see, maybe the reason why the Abraham man and, and a couple of these old big dignitary preachers fall up on that same trend because uh, in Romans chapter 8, there, Elder, look at Romans chapter 8. Verse six down to verse nine. Let's see. Let's see what we can get out of Romans chapter eight, verse six down to verse nine. Let's see what we can get out of this. Okay, looking at Romans chapter eight, reading verse six to verse number nine. Six says, "For to be kindly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace." Seven, because the cardinal mind is enmity against Yahweh. For it is not subject to the law of Yahweh, neither indeed can be. Eight. So they, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. Nine. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So be that the spirit of Yahweh dwelleth in you. Now if any man yeah. have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. The face. So if you ain't mm-hmm. got the spirit of your father's son, you're not none of his. So that means if you're not hint none of his, that means you <clears throat> is of the other guy that plays the counterfeit of, of being <clears throat> the false Yahweh. So you got to have the spirit of, of and but you gotta know about him and what kind of man 
that he is, but you can distinguish between what kind of man is the other guy is. So let's get a precept on that elder in First Corinthians two, <laughs> verse twelve down to fourteen. Let's get a precept on that elder. So okay, first Yeah, you yeah, you want to be part of him, but he says you cannot be part of me unless you follow my steps. So you got to seek his faith. That's what he's saying. So now we're gonna get a precept on that album. I th- I think we're gonna mess around be on we're gonna be working with something and we're gonna See what we can get out of it as this lesson unfolds. So now let's, let's grab that elder. First uh, Corinthians 2, 12 down to verse 14, what it says. Uh, reading verses 12 to 14. 12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is in of, which is of Yahweh that we might know the things that are freely given to us of Yahweh. 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the righteous spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 14, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of Yahweh, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Sound like alien, man. Discerned. So you want to take a shot at it? We'll take a shot at what you just got to uh, drop them precepts down. We'll take a little shot at that elder. Well, I guess I could take a shot at that. Or, or, or you, you can say, or you can say I pay, and we pick back up on it. You know, um, you, see, what we try to do, we come on these broadcasts to edify the national audience. <clears throat> see, the reason why a lot of churches and a lot of people, uh, they do not understand that the Bible <clears throat> is right. And like for um, just like a case in point. Now, we won't get a case in point show you that the Bible is right. Now, this day on the American calendar, they call it Mother's Day. That's what they call it. But what is the instruction that the Almighty gives to the other book? So now, Let's examine, Elder, what instructions <clears throat> were given to the children of the book about what we're doing today. Let's look at a statement in Exodus chapter 20, Elder. We're looking at the 20th chapter of Exodus 1, 2, and 3. Let's see what that say again. We'll skip down and catch another verse. Exodus chapter 20, Elder, verse 1, 
two and three. We'll get started with that. Then we'll comment on that, and then we'll skip with this. Exodus 20, 1, 2, and 3, what it say? Exodus 20, looking at verses 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1 says, And Yahweh spake all these words, saying, I am the Yahweh, the Yahweh, which have brought me out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Three, thou shalt have no other Yahweh's before me. Mm-hmm. So he says, mm-hmm. and, uh, <laughs> oh, why? why? Why did you say that? I, I need a little bit more, you know? I mean, I need a little He said, so he tells him, you should have no other Yahweh's before me. And let's read a little bit more on that. I, I think you'll sum up on something, and let's see if we they walk down that lane. Give me a little bit more on that, El. Okay, I'll read a little bit further down. Verse 4. Verse 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Five, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For the Yahweh, for I the Yahweh, the Yahweh, am a jealous Yahweh, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children unto the land, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, now, he says, he's telling Moses to tell who who he is. This is his rules and regulations. He said, you should have no graven images, no kind of likeness, and don't bow down to it. I doubt he said it. So, when we precept that verse, El, when we precept that to the 26th chapter, <clears throat> when we precept that to Leviticus 26, let's precept this verse, El. Now, you heard the, the foundational rules that you don't have no graven images, nothing in the likeness, nothing to change to because he's a jealous mighty one. So that's what he just said. Now, let's go to <laughs> and we want to find out who all understand what he just said. Remember we read, a current of mine is not going to do the law of the mighty one. Not a current of mine. That means a worldly mind. He's going he gonna to come up another way, Elder. So now, now you heard what he said not to do. No graven image. And in Leviticus 26, verse 1, Elder, can you help those see out in 26, verse 1? Let's see if we get a, find out something on the way to find out something. 1, 2, and 3. We're going to Leviticus 23, 26, 1, 2, and 3, or 6 times. And then we want, we want you to comment 
or what you just got to read come out the law, uh, Exodus 20, verse 1 down to verse 5, you read so far. Now I want you to comment on it after you read Leviticus 26, 1, 2, and 3. What does that help? 1, 2, and 3 of the 26th chapter of Leviticus. One says, Call oh, the Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, 2. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Yahweh, you should bring your well, offering. Well, hold on. Hold on, here. Uh, can you adjust your microphone here? You kind of very low. And it's a point that you got here, so. We'll, t- we'll give a little long when it gives you a chance to adjust that microphone because you want something in Leviticus 26, 1, 2, and 3. But remember, we pointed back at what was said in Exodus 20, what thou should not do. So now we want you to come back boldly in Leviticus 23, 1, 2, and 3. Now, come again, Elder. Remember, you got over 900,000 trucks on the international side, and we trying to lay a little foundation, spirit led, from the market. Leviticus 26, 1, 2, and 3, come on. Okay. Reading 1 again. And the Yaqua call, called unto Moses and spake unto him, Out well, of on, the tabernacle. Hold on, Elder. Hold on, hold on. Look at 26 of Leviticus 1, 2, and 3. Look at it real carefully, Elder. 26, chapter 1, 2, and 3. Look at it real carefully. Okay. All right. Looks like we turned the wrong page. Sorry about that. Leviticus 26, reading verses 1 to 3. 1. You shall make you no idols, nor graven image. Neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall you set up any image in stone in your land or bow down unto it, for I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh. You shall keep my Sabbath, too. You shall keep my Sabbath and vengeance and my sanctuary. My sanctuary. I am the Yahweh. Three. If ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them. Mm-hmm. All right. So that give you a chance again to point that old robe over there and tell robe hold on a minute. So now, according to what we just got to read, he gave rules and regulations, Elder, in the 20th chapter, what he wanted to be done. And what he wants the children of Israel to do. He said, have no graven image, no likeness of nothing. He said, tell the children of Israel, don't do it. Now we got to Leviticus 26, Elder. He says, and ye shall shall make you no idol, no graven image, neither rid you up a standing image. Now, El, what <laughs> religion you know that have broke every rule you just got to read right now, that have statues and graven images, 
everywhere. If you if you if you don't watch yourself, you're bumping to one of it'll bump into you. So now what religion that you know of everywhere you go into this religion they got standing images of whosoever take from there to come out. Well, if you take notice, if you go to any Catholic church, small one or large one, you will see statues and images all over the place. And what did and what did the Almighty say to the children of Israel pertaining to that? According to Leviticus twenty six verse one, what what did he say pertaining to that? He says you shouldn't make any images out of stone or either stand them up and, or even a land and don't be uh, bowing down to it. So he says don't do it. And here's the leading religion on the face of the planet called the Roman Catholic Church. They master in more image, more graven images then the people themselves, they got, you go to the Basilica in the Vatican, when you drive into the city, you got a statue of everybody in this Bible, according to daylight units. When you walk into, you got statues meeting you when you get in and meeting you when you sit down. But Yahweh just said to the children of Israel, don't do it. Now, he said, don't do it, Elder. But a religion has profit off of doing it. So you want to comment on that, or you want to just move on to the next point? Okay, Elder, you want to comment on that? You want to move, or move on to the next point? Well, I don't need to make too much of a comment on it, because we can see uh, all the finances that they've gotten from what they've done. It speaks for itself. Okay. Remember, like I said, again, we 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 talking to edify the those that have have this mindset that we can pray to a graven image. Or not only that not only pray to a graven image, you can also, let's go to the ninth chapter, verse 1 of Matthew. Let's go to 9, verse 1, Elder. See, see, our job is to meet everybody spirit-led, but it's also something else written in the ninth chapter, Elder. The book of Matthew, let's talk about it, particular verse 1, let's see what we get out of this. Let's see what we get out of Matthew 9, and pick up at verse number 1. Let's read a little bit and see what we get out of this. And the book of Matthew is chapter 9, looking at verse 1. 1 says, And he entered into a ship. Let me make sure I'm in the right verse. Matthew 9, 1. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man, sick of palsy, 
lying on a bed, and Yahweh the son seized their faith and said unto the sick of the prophet, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgotten. Three. Forget and behold. Your sins will be forgiven. forgiven. Yeah, your sins forgiven. will be forgiven. He told him, um, your sins is forgiven. He will stick with the policy, and Yahweh looked upon him and said, your sins have been forgiven. That's what he said, right, Elder? Hey, absolutely right. And, 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 what, and, what, and what happened next after that? And three says, and behold, certain of the scribes said with themselves, this man, bless me. This man, bless me. Mm-hmm. And Yahweh the son, knowing that what I said, Wherefore you think ye evil in your for whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. Six. But ye may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the posse, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thee thine house. Good, right there, good. So now, Elder, you, you mentioned something about Shingon telling them, and they, you say, give so many Hail Marys, and I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good monster. <laughs> so now, the man that was surprised, the religious leader said, any man that, that say they can forgive your sins by telling you, you know, that is committing blasphemy. So now, you just said earlier that it is a religious organization that even Sheen Gone Kelly, uh, what did you do, my son? Well, I just got through buffing that Sheen Gone on about two or three of them. What I got to do to help him stand forgiveness. Then they tell him what he got to do to forgive the sin of just shooting them people. So now, now what organization specializes in doing that, Elder, forgiving sin? And as an organization, Elder? In the past and in the present, that was the Catholic Church. So the Catholic Church in the past and in the present, they break that rule and regulation. So now we don't got the Catholic Church. Everything the Bible tell you to do, they say, no, we can forgive sin. But according to the Bible, if you forgive sin, this man said it's blasphemy. Now look, this man said, they said the only one can forgive sin. They said, what did they say in the ninth chapter? They said, let's see what they said, Elder. They said something. Come back and read verse 5 and 6 again. 
Let's see if we tire some in, Hill. Let's read verse 5 and 6 again, verse 5 and 6. Matthew 9, 5 and 6. What does it say, Hill? Starting from verse 5, it says, But what is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and walk? 6. But you may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sin. Then saith he to the sick of the positive, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. Mm-hmm. So now read verse 3 again, El. Verse 3? Yeah. Verse number 3 says, And behold, Certain of the scribes said within themselves, this man blasphemed. This man blasphemed. So when you go to the confession booth and you sit on the other side of it and you tell that man what you have did and that man give you to be forgiven, what did that Catholic Church organization just got you doing to that man on the other side of that boot, he's telling the man all that he did. What have that man really did, Elder, according to the Bible, according to verse 3? Well, it says right here what he's done, according to verse 3, he's blasphemed by doing that. So the Catholic Church specializing in these two figures, and so all they're doing is blaspheming. Now, we're going to find out what the definition of blaspheming is. Elder, do you remember? We be listening very carefully when you throw them on the table. And then our, our pen will get the writing. So we want to take a look at some more. So when you're committing blaspheming, what are you really doing according to the scripture? See, I love to have a conversation, Elder, because that gives me a chance to see if the Almighty working with me to say, now you heard what he said, right? Let's put out some scriptures for that and see what you'll result. Let's go, Elder, in the eighth chapter. Let's see by them blast committing blasphemy. Because no man can forgive sin but the son of man that got the order from his father. So when you are paid your money to go stand on the opposite side of a boot, tell the cardinal, whoever on the other side, what you did, and he tell you what you got to do for your sins to be removed, that is blasphemy inside of Yahweh. According to the Bible. Now, let's see. Is this some new thing, Elder? We're going to the eighth chapter, Elder, Matilda Acts. We're going to see another word for this blasphemy. But we want to use a Bible word for it. St. John chapter 8. And we're going to pick it up at verse number. Nine. Nine down. 
to 13. Take your time, Elder. We got printing time, and by that time, uh, some more will be coming on stage and help share some of his load. But this is what you put on table. You just want to investigate what you put on table until that time comes. Think of the verse number 9 down to verse 13. What did it say to Elder? Acts chapter 8, 9 to 13. Come on. Okay, Acts 8, looking at 9 to 13. 9 says, But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the, in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Uh, to whom they all gave peace. Hold that part now. WCC fan now, they don't get a true sound out of you to mute the microphone. So I read that verse and give you a chance to take care of Robo real quick. Because WCC going to mute your microphone shortly. Now, let me see how I read this verse again. Why I give you time to kind of get old Robo going good. Acts chapter 8, verse number 9, it says, But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery. So one word we got to use, the word is called sorcery. Let me make a note of this word, sorcery. This man you sorcery. And he bewitched, he bewitched the people of Samaria. Now Samaria was the northern kingdom. So he bewitched them. Let's see, let's see what happened. Give it out that himself was some great one. So this Simon was able to pull it off to the northern kingdom that he was some great one. He pulled it off, you know? And then we did in verse 10. To whom they all gave heed. He pulled it off from the least to the greatest. And this is what the northern kingdom of Israel said. This man is the great power of the mighty one. Yes, you know? That's what they say. This man is the great power of the mighty one. But he'll be with them. You see? He'll trick them. He'll be with them. Now look what it says in verse number 11. And to him that had regarded became that a long time he had be with them with sorcery. So Bewitching, sorcery is the same thing. It's blasphemy when a when a organization called the Catholic Church saying they can forgive your sins. Like you said earlier, machine gun Catholic came in and and he they said give him 
couple of Hail Marys and whatever, hit the box real heavy, and your sins is forgiven <laughs> on your taking that machine gun and wearing out some people. So now we clear, and what organization do that? It's the top organization on the planet Earth called the Catholic Church. They commit sorcery and blasphemy because they bewitch the people saying, your sin is forgiven. All the ones that forgive sin, according to what we read in Matthew 8, was Yahweh. The men say, if any man say that can do that, so it was blasphemy in elder, what is it now? What is it now when you see that going on? Every opportunity, the doors open and the confession booth will be wrapped up for your convenience even while service is gone, even at this day. Now, you want to comment on that, Elder? Take your time. Come on. Well, I can make a short comment on it. The Bible says that uh, it's the same as it was in the past, the same now. Word don't change. Mm-hmm. But, but we're going to edify them by saying what a verse at. That's what we're going to do. We're going to show them what the verse says about it. Because, because we know somebody specializing in saying do that that it ain't is written, but he'll never tell you where or not that is read that. Let's read it. Somebody specializing in that conversation there. We're going to Matthew chapter four and see who specializes in telling you that is in there but never tell you where. Let's see can we find out who specializes in that. And see that's where we come is to show the right way. We ain't going to tell you that it's there, or we'll tell you uh, January 2.16. Now, this, now, we will tell you January 2.16. What is saying January 2.16, Elvis, while we, um, while we peep at what we're looking for? What do it say in January 2.16? In the book of Daniel, chapter 2, looking at verse 16, it says, Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interception, interpretation. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what did Daniel ask for, uh, Elder? What did Daniel ask for? He went in there and wanted the king to uh, interpret in his own time what he was saying, that no, not not quite. Look at look at the verse again, Elder. Come here one thing. It's over nine hundred thousand strong on the international side and what we're doing now, we correcting some rules, but we're gonna show you the point that it gets caught up with. Now look at that verse real carefully and then uh break it down one more time. Read again two sixteen and tell me what that verse saying. Two sixteen, Elder, one more time. Okay, when Daniel, I'll read the verse again. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. 
So right. Daniel went in and uh, Daniel went in and asked the king to give him a little bit of time so he could show him uh, the meaning of what he was doing. Yeah, the, the, the meaning of what the king, what the king had on the table. So that's what he said. Yeah. He said, give me time. He said, listen, because prior to that, what happened is that the king ordered, he had a dream, you his dream was nobody can tell him what he had dreamed. And so he called all these big dignitaries, the wise men and all. And he said, look here, I had a dream, but it don't got away from me. So I want y'all to tell me what I dreamed, but I can't think about I can't remember no no part of the dream. And then they said, King, you got to tell us something, King, because we can't give you nothing. He said, no, I can't. I'm not even trying to tell you nothing because y'all are going to use some speech on me and you're going to try to talk over my head. No, I don't remember what I dreamed, but I've been paying y'all a lot of money to tell me what, I, what I've been dreaming. He said, I'll tell you what, if y'all can't tell me what I dreamed, every last one of y'all houses is going to be made up down here and I'm going to cut you on the neck. Yeah. So now, so... When they got back among themselves, the order went out for the king to kill everybody that said they know about anything to help the king. And they ran across Daniel. And Daniel asked the unit one question, why so hate? He said, well, it's an order to kill everybody. He said, well, what's, what's the problem here? He said, well, the king had a dream. He can't interpret the dream. And I told him, can't no man tell us a dream, but you tell us something. And the king said, um, we can't tell you the dream because you don't got away from me. And I ain't going to tell you nothing because uh, you're going to take it and twist it another way and, and trick me. So I ain't telling you nothing. So he said, Daniel, we got to kill you too. He said, I why, why are you hate about this? For the king. And I tell the king what he got on his mind. Daniel from the tribe of Judah. He said, King, whatever you got on your mind, if you give me time, I'll go back and get the answer and I'll bring it back to you. Just give me some time. See that? That's the same thing we do in the Sixth and account. If we don't know where is that, you give us some time. We'll show you what the book's saying if you give us some time. So that's why we don't just put anything on the table. We'll say, I tell you what, we'll let you have that for right now, but you give us a Daniel 2.16. You give us time, then we'll show you whatever going on like we're doing right now, showing you that the greatest piece of blasphemy is the Roman Catholic Church. Everything we just read for the first hour that Yahweh said, don't do it. You just said, and I and I agree with you finally, that he said don't have no standing graven images. And you said the Catholic Church got standing graven images everywhere. You said that. Then the next thing, and I agree, then Sheen Gone Kelly can go before and give out Hail Mary, and then tell him what he <laughs> what he what he 
did it, shot up two or three people, and then the one in the booth can tell him, oh, your sin is forgiven, just hit that pot real good. And then, then we just read that the big dignitaries of the Bible said, can no man forgive sin? That's blasphemy. So now we find out that that's blasphemy when you is paying some man to tell him what you're doing and he forgives your sins. And the Roman Catholic Church is number one with a confession booth. They make big money on a confession booth. You go confess your sins to another man and he'll tell you, son, my daughter, your sins is forgiven. And according to 9 verse 3 of Matthew, all the new that came into the room, what is that again? Let's read it again in Matthew 9 verse 3. Let's catch up all of, of the, the come in lately in the room, what we're talking about in 9 verse 3. What is that in 9 verse 3 there else? Matthew 9 verse 3. In the book of Matthew, chapter 9, looking at verse 3, it says, And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blessing. See, they didn't think it out loud. The Almighty was able to just read their mind. He said, he said oh, you, So you're saying, but for me forgiving sin, that's blasphemy. Because can't no man folks do that. That's right. That's right. But you got an organization. They be having the confession booth going on while they got service. They be in a, they be in a longer line trying to get, get their sins forgiven and hitting that pot before they go in and listen to that uh, cardinal and that pope lie like a rug to them. See? So you see, we examine everything and if we don't know the answer, we'll give you a Daniel 6, 2.16 saying, if you give voices of the true Israelites time, we'll come back and show you if that's right or wrong. But what we have found out so far, everything that the Catholic Church do is totally wrong. Now, let's go see. Now, coming back to Exodus 20. Now, today was on the world celebrated Mother's Day, right? Now, we're going in the Bible and see what did he tell the children of Israel that came today. Now, we're seeing the day bumping in, bumping in, you got, all type of other nationalities on everybody's corner. And everybody in line buying something for Mother's Day. Red Lobster and all of the big restaurants are packed to the max. They brought their mothers, their aunties out of the high rise, pushed them in a wheelchair, and let them eat good for Mother's Day. Then take them right back and see them again next year. Now they're going to Bible. Now, we should examine that. So all, all we do is examine that whatever's on the table, we'll take your word for it, but we'll be like the 
you give me 17 chapter of Acts there? Elder, verse 10 and 11. Can I get Acts chapter okay. 17, verse 10 and 11, just to get warmed up? How about Acts 17, verse 10 and 11? What that say? In the book of Acts, chapter 17, looking at verses 10 and verse 11. 10 says, And the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, who, coming thither, went into the synagogue of the Jews. 11. These were more noble than those Thessalonia, in Thessalonia, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind, and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. All right. You know, the WCC left the message saying, we're going to catch you in something tonight here. And so we can, you're going to be caught in something tonight. Yeah, we will. But I don't think they're going to be going to be other way around. Because we know clearly Catholic Church is the number one Christian religion church. And what sprung out of the Catholic Church was a lot of that thing. And the WCC World Council Churches and the Baptists and all of them. All of them sprung out of the Catholic Church. Apostolic, all this Catholic Church sprung out of the Catholic Church. When you read about those that was in England, the big walls, it was between the Protestants and the Catholics. That's always been a battle between Protestants and Catholics. But both of them was Christians. Keep telling your mind. Both of them were Christians, but they had a different take on their Christianity. Now, Mother's Day, let's go back to Exodus chapter 20. And we, so we don't talk at a grave of enemy. It said, don't do it. Don't have no standing image before you, me. And you know you go to Catholic Church, you're bumping to standing, standing images all day long. My fact, they don't kick the feet of Mary and Jesus to the, the pyramids of his feet. It's been... Even the pen has been kicked off his feet, or kicking on his feet. Statue. And I was going back to Exodus chapter 20, Elder. All we're doing is to see whatever you say, you give us time, we'll search the scripture and see will it hold up. And guess what? If it do hold up, you'll go along with it. It's a scripture um, of Isaac. And we'll tell you why in a minute. Why? My fact. Help me out, Elder. Before we go back to that, give me Exodus. Now make it Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Okay. Let me see why we said what we say. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17 to 21. Listen to what, listen to what we can read out of Ezekiel 17. Chapter 3, verse 17 to 21. Hey, yo, look at Israel. What's that say in Ezekiel 3, 17 to 21? Ezekiel, chapter 3, looking at verses 17 to 21. 17 says, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth, 
and give them warning from me. 18. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not a warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his but his blood will require thine hand. 19. Yet, if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man doeth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin, and his righteousness, which he had done, shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at thine hand. Minded is life and peace. Seven. 
Because the cardinal mind is envy against Yahweh. For it is not subject to the law of Yahweh. Neither, indeed, can be. Eight. So so then they that are in the flesh cannot please Yahweh. Nine. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of Yahweh dwelleth in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Yahweh the Son, he is none of his. So he says, the kernel mind, the worldly mind, will never understand this. See, the worldly mind can hear this, but they're not going to do this. They'll hear it, but they won't do it. Let's get a precept on that. Let's go to Ezekiel 33, we want, we want to go back to the third chapter. We ain't been there yet. Let's get a case in point. See, understand the reason why we call this network, because we've been commissioned by the Almighty to just examine whatever has been told in your ear. It's up to you to see the scripture and I'll make a difference to it, but we read by the elder in 317 and 21. Son of man, I made you a watchman to the family of Israel. Hear the words at my mouth. That's what he said. And tell the children of Israel and warn them from me. That's what he said. He said, now, if you do not warn them from me, they still going to die. But guess what? I'm going to kill you, too. So that's the point we make, and we got no choice because he showed us what he's saying. And we come on six nights a week, three-hour broadcasts. It ain't a lesson that we put on the table that any organization can dispute it or correct it until this day. But everything they got on the table, we can dispute it and correct it, and they can't do nothing about it with the Bible open. They can backbite, but not with the Bible open. And that's the game changer. We can go in the Bible and examine what you're saying and tear it all up. But what we said is not an organization on the planet Earth can go into the Bible and correct what you just got to hear and read. The first one step up, we be we we be here. You hear? They show you it's not gonna happen because we showing what the Bible says. You saying the man on said, and that's totally different. Good. Now, what you reading there? You read Ezekiel 33, verse 39 and verse 33. Listen to this, what he's saying here. Ezekiel 33, verse 30 to 33. Come on, yo. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Looking at chapter 33. Reading from verses to 33. Uh-huh. 30 says, also, thou son of man, the children of thy people 
still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses, and speak one to another, every one to his brother, saying, Come, I pray you, hear what is the word that cometh forth from the Gakwa. 31. And they come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people. And they hear thy words, but they will not do them. But for with their mouth they show much love, but with their heart they go after their convergence. 32. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. But they hear by words, they do them not. 33. And when this cometh to pass, lo, it will come. Then they will know that a prophet, a seer, had been among them. Well, sooner or later, I don't know what you're going to be doing or how you're going to be doing. You might be in the kitchen, might be driving your car. Sooner or later, you might be sitting on the top of the bed. You're going to recognize that a seer is in the midst of it. Because the seer has an obligation according to 927 of 1st Samuel. A seer has an obligation from Yahweh to be a 1st Samuel 927 elder. Let's see what we can read out of 1st Samuel chapter 9, verse 27. Okay, and the book of First Samuel, chapter 9, looking at verse number 27. 27 says, And as they were going down unto the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, Bid the servants to pass on before us. And he passed on. But stand thou still a while that I may show thee the word of Yahweh. So the definition of a fear, according to verse 927, is to do what? What's the definition of a fear, according to 927? To show you the word of Yahweh. And that's it. That's the definition of a fear. It show you the word of Yahweh. That's it. It's not what to see of going, where he been. It's to show you the word of Yahweh, but you can examine yourself. Now, let's precept that in First Kings 17, verse 24. Now, we're going to precept that, Elder. See, the seer's job is to show you the word of Yahweh. Matter of fact, it's his job is to show it to the elders, not to the people. The elders take care of that. Seer's job is to go straight to the elders and show the elders. And the elders go find the fathers, the teachers, the mothers. Not the fear. His job is to get it directly and take it straight to the elders and go from there. Because it's going to come up. So now look what was said behind that good talk by precept in the Bible in 1 Kings 17, 24. What did it say to him? 
Okay, in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 17, reading verse 24, it says, And the woman said unto Elijah, How by this I know that thou art a man of Yahweh, and the word of the Yahweh in thy mouth is true. Read that again, Elder, because you, um, one word wasn't, let's read it again. Verse 24. Okay. 24 says, And the woman said unto Elijah, How by this I know that thou art a man on, of Yahweh. Hold on, hold on, Elder. And the woman said unto Elijah, Now. <clears throat> now. 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 Yeah. Okay. Now, now by this I now by this I know that thou art a man of Yahweh, and that the word of Yahweh in thy mouth is true. You see that? So that's a definite definition of a fear. The woman said, "Now I know that the word of Yahweh is in thy mouth." is true. Now, she wasn't saying that by emotion. She was saying that because it's something that she read to understand she knew then that we don't understand now. Let's see what is written in Luke 1, verse 70. Hey, let's go see out of Luke 1, verse 70. Let's see what well, we can read out of Luke 1, verse 70. In Luke chapter 1, verse number 7. 7, seven zero. And 7, zero. 7, zero. Okay, 7, zero. Got it. 7, zero says, As he spanked by the mouth of his righteous seers, which have seen since the world began. Read again, 70 says, as he spanked by the mouth of his righteous seers, which have been since the world began. He said, ever since the world began, that's how he spoke. He spoke by his righteous seers since the world began. So now you won't know how the Almighty operate. He don't. He not operate through your pope. He not operate through your pastor, through your shepherd. When Yahweh got something to say, according to Luke one seventy, and a precept is coming. How did he operate since the world began? Elder, one more time. One verse seventy. I understand you got to have the rules. You got to have a diagram. You put you put an old chair together, and they got the diagram in there, you thumbing around with it. So, why don't I just read the diagram and see what's going on? Semantic on it. And see exactly how I put this chair together. Might come out a little easier. And that's our problem right now. We don't want to read the manuscript, but we found out by reading the manuscript with a kind of mind, you're not going to understand it anyway. It's going to get past you because you're not going to allow you to have this word if your mind is a worldly mind. If your mind is not a spiritual mind, Doing what he doing, he said, follow him. You can hear this word all you want, six nights a week. But Yahweh is going to take it away from you because <clears throat> the rules and regulations, you're not applying it. 
And once you apply these rules and regulations, then it's going to stick with you. And then whenever you need it, you barrel system have to use a Daniel 2.16 about give you time and you come at the answer. He'll give it to you in that very same hour. That's once you apply yourself according to what he got written in his book. So what you working with, Adam? One more time, Luke 170. Verse number 70 says, as he spake by the mouth of his righteous seers, which have been since the world began. So, Elder, ever since the world began, how did Yahweh speak? According to 170. By the mouth of his righteous seers. Since when, according to that verse? Ever since the world was created, began. You see that? You see that? That's how he operates. Now, WCC says that sounds good there, but we need a precept. Okay. We'll give you a precept. Go to Acts 3.18 and 21. The WCC, the World Council of Churches, want a, a precept on that. The council board. It's our, we need a precept. And give them a precept. Acts chapter 3. 18 and 21. A precept on the right side of the book. The book of Acts, chapter 3, reading verses number 18 and 21. 18 says, But those things which Yahweh before had shown by the mouth of all his seers, that Yahweh the Shun should suffer, he had so fulfilled. 21. Whom the heaven must receive until times of restitution of all things which Yahweh had spoken by the mouth of his righteous seers since the world began. How about that, Elder? Does that mean you don't change? You don't change. So if you want to know what he's doing today, you look back at yesterday. Ain't nowhere in this Bible tells you to go to a confession booth and man forgive your sins. That don't work with the Bible open. That only work with the Bible closed. You read in, in the book of Acts chapter 8 that a man of Israelite descent called Simon from the tribe of Judah. He be with the people of the northern kingdom. Perpetrating himself as one great one, but he was using sorcery and bewitched. Anytime you stand before a confession booth and tell that man on the opposite side of that room what you did, and he give you solutions saying what you do for your sins is forgiven. That is blasphemy. The only one can do that is the almighty son that got commission from the father. That's the only one can do that. So they commit blasphemy to you and they are bewitching you. According to what you read in the early part of the lesson and remember the other can tell you, at about 9.15, go back and 
and kept the part that you missed. And he kept you up. So if you are paid money to a man on the opposite side of a boot you can't see, and he told you your sins is forgiven, according to the religious leaders in Matthew 9, 3, that is blasphemy. It is right there. But don't think they're going to get away with it, get away with it now. But it's going to catch up what's up on them once they soundly expose and Yahweh see the number he's looking for, then he's going to make his move. What do you mean what I mean by that latter day friend? What do you mean what I mean by that? He got a he got a, a quota that he got to see first. What's the quota? Um thirteen, eight through ten at uh Elder and Zachariah. It's it's a quota that he told the seer that he got to get first. He looking for a quota. And the 13th chapter of Zechariah, not a day saint, listen to me, it's a quota that has to be met. And we go on, take a look at it in the 13th chapter, verse 8, 9, and 10. And the other going to sound again, that microphone and deliver. Zechariah chapter 13, 8 down to verse 10. Let's see what the Almighty is looking for before he starts to crank up a little bit. Zechariah 13, 8, 9, and 10. Elder, look at you on the clock. Come on. Okay, Zechariah stops at 9. So I'm going to start at verse number 8. No, eight Zechariah 13. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Look at the real captain. Zechariah 13, verse 8, 9, and 10. Look at the real captain, Elder. Look at the real captain. Because when I'm giving these verses, you know, when I'm giving these verses, I ain't see that for all. 13 chapters, verse 8, 9, and 10. What does it say, Elder? Okay, am I looking at Zechariah or Zephaniah? No, Zechariah. Okay, Zechariah. All right. Zechariah. Okay, Zechariah stops at 9. 13. Zechariah. I'm in chapter 13. Chapter 13. Verse eight, nine, and ten. Okay, man stops at um, man stops at nine. Let me look in another book. Sorry about the delay. No, no, no. no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In the same book. Look at Z E C H A R. Turn just find Matthews and find the first book back behind is Malachi and Zechariah. Find Zechariah. I got it. That's the same book I'm in. I'm looking in two different books. Two different books. What does 13 verse 8 say? Okay, 13 verse number 8. 8 says, And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Yahweh, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third part mm-hmm. shall be left therein. Call your words out, Yahweh. Call you I'm, I'm calling them out. Nine. And I will bring the third part to, 
through the fire, and I will refine them as silver is refined, and I will try them as gold is tried. They shall call them on my name, and I will hear them, and I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Yahweh is my Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Good. So now we say here, you say in verse 8, it's come to pass that in all the land, says Yahweh, two parts thereof shall be cut off. Now, what are you talking about? You take a, and make a circle. Hey, yo, you got plenty of time. We might as well take care of this right here. Make a circle on your paper. Let's take care of this right here. Because we can read all day long, but we got to explain what we read. Now, we're going to make a circle, and we're going to put a line straight down the middle and across. Straight down the middle and across. Now, it says, he says, if you come to pass, and then the land says, Joshua, two parts, there shall be cut off and die. See, two parts going to die. Now, what are we talking about? Let's find out some things along the way to find some things is what we're talking about. We're going to 49, 28 and find out what is this two parts we're talking about on that. Let's go to Genesis. We're on Genesis chapter 49, 28. We're going to find what these two parts are talking about. Of what? It's going to die. Two parts of what's going to die? We got to find out. But we're going to preach up the Bible and find out what two parts going to die. Let's see what we're working with. Genesis 49, 28. Genesis chapter 49, looking at verse 28. 28 says, All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. Let's get a second one so we can find out, we be clear about these two parts. Let's go to James 1 1. Yeah, Elder. We, we want to get a, a second and third witness on, these, on what we're talking about, where we're going to get two parts from. James 1.1. Okay, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse number 1. 1 says, James, a servant of Yahweh, and of the Yahweh the Son, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Ah, you heard again. Twelve tribes. Go to the twenty-sixth chapter of the book of Acts. Get third with me. then we know what we're working with. So when we when we start analyzing this twelve, we'll be clear of what it's telling. Let's get another witness. Go to the twenty-sixth chapter of the book of Acts. Now Paul gonna make a statement. And let's see what he says in the twenty-sixth. And let's see what Paul says in verse number seven. 
Look at Acts chapter chapter 26, verse number 7. 7 says, verse number 7, 7 says, Until which promise are 12 tribes instantly serving Yahweh day and night hope to come? For which hope we say? Well, all we need is the subject matter. Seventy miles is about the twelve tribes. So we thought again, we're talking twelve tribes. We're talking twelve tribes. We're talking twelve. So we're talking two parts of the twelve tribes. It's going to be cut off. Two parts out of the twelve tribes going to be cut off. Elders. That's what we're talking about. Now let's go to end time prophecy, elders. We're going all the way to the back of the book. And let's find out again when you talk about these people, you got to call it according to the Bible. And the 22nd chapter of Revelation. And we're going to look at a verse this verse is talking about. We're going to Revelation 22. And we're going to look at around about. What verse we need? We want a verse there, you know, that we can read to change the same subject matter we're talking about. We'll make it 21 then. We're looking for something that we're talking about. 21 that we're talking about in 21 verse 12. We're talking 12 oh. tribes. 12 tribes of what? We're going to end time probably, you know, all we've been hearing about 12 tribes, 12 tribes, that can be anything. You ain't put no name on no 12 tribes. As I go into police statements, that 12, 12 tribes jumped me. Yeah, okay. I see you've been jumped by 12 tribes, you say. But can you give me a name of the 12 tribes? We read in 49, 28. But now we're going to Revelation 21, 12. We get a stack of winners about this 12 tribes. 21, 12. Revelations, Revelations chapter 1, Revelations chapter 21, Revelations chapter 21, verse number 12 says, Mm -hmm. And had a small, great, and high, and 12 gates. And the 12 gates. Hey, I'll start again. Okay. Verse uh, chapter 21, verse 12. 12 says, And had a wall high and great, a great and high, and had 12 gates, and at the gates 12 angels, and the names written thereon, which were the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. When you that? So now, so so when it says when it's all said and done, it, it ain't no gate for the Christians anyway. So this you know, I mean, I mean that's a, a lesson on the way of learning something. So remember, when it's all said and done, is you have to come up on a, one of the gates of the twelve tribes of Israel, where you are Israelite descent or a stranger. So, but but only you come up come up on one of these gates, you got to make sure 
you got some um, Psalm 78, 1 through 5 in you. You know, see, that's why we know sooner or later the light will be turned off. All the religions that you're in, the Catholic Church, uh, Islam, Judaism, all that, when it's all said and done, all that's going to fall. All that's going to come to nothing. All that said and done, who's going to be the ruling class, according to 2112, will be the 12 tribes of Israel. So you have to figure out how you will get up under the 12 tribes of Israel now or later. Because that's it. See, when you read this Bible, this is about the 12 tribes of Israel to the 12 tribes of Israel huh? and to the 12 tribes of Israel. See, when you read 21, 12, it tells you this is entire prophecy. 1, 17 through 19 and 4, 1 Revelation. You're reading the end time. So whatever religion you are under, all that's going to come to nothing. And all thing going to be left standing is what you read in 21, verse 12. So examine yourself. Huh? Examine yourself. All that you see, the Roman Catholic Church, the Latter-day Saints, the World Council of Turkey, Islamic, all that's going to fall. And what's going to be left standing is 21, verse 12. The twelve tribes of Israel, but he says something to the seer and prophecy about twelve tribes of Israel. That's what we examine. He says the twelve tribes of Israel back to Zechariah. That's what he said. He's talking to the seer. Remember, we found out that he had something to say. He's gonna tell the seer. Can I get another precept on that? And they're looking up Dick Dolan, Timothy Dolan ministry out of New York. They want to know a precept on that. <laughs> Give me Amos 3, verse 7 there, yo. Give me 3, verse, give me Amos 3, verse 7 for the Catholic Church out of New York. In the book of Amos, looking at chapter number 3, reading verse number 7. And 7 says, Surely... The Yahweh will do nothing, but reveals his secrets unto the servants, the seers. You see that? So if Yahweh say he ain't gonna if, if he ain't gonna do nothing, he's gonna tell anybody something that came to his word, he's gonna tell it to who, Elder, according to Amos three verse seven. Who he gonna according to Amos three verse seven, what did he say? Gonna reveal the secrets unto his uh, servants, the seers. That's it. They're right there. I don't see the poke in there nowhere. I don't see the poke in there. I don't see the cardinals in there nowhere. <laughs> to a seer, according to seven fifteen of First Samuel. Listen good now. Listen good. According to seven fifteen of Samuel. Listen good. Listen good what they ought to get ready to read. He's going to make it real plain. According to 1 Samuel 7.15, what is they ought to The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 7, 
looking at verse number 15. 15 says, And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. The Pharaoh is in place. How long are you recording this 715? All the days of his life. All the days of his life. So you're in the field talking to you. So hide, so hide, so hide you talking over his head. Long as he's alive, that's how it operates. Now, if you see him no longer around, then Yahweh got somebody already in the bullpen warming up. But as long as you're in the seer, the seer judges Israel all the days of his life. And if you're going to get what Israel going to get in the kingdom, you got to start buckling up, buttoning up, buckling up, buttercup. You got you to gotta get your smackers right. Because if you don't get it right with those that he has left in charge to, what do you mean, well, precept about that? Day? You want to precept on that too, huh? You mean First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 down the podium. Let's see, can we give a number precept? Eight, seven Latter-day Saints book. Can you give me a precept? You already know what precept is. So you will give you one, all right? Okay. First Thessalonians chapter two. One, two, three, four, here. Let's see what that say. Then we'll get on back to the left. Because we ain't gonna make it about y'all and us. We got a job to do in Yahweh. So this is your last meet responding to you, period. Now responding to you no more after this. We're going to first Thessalonians chapter two, here, And look at two, one, two, three, four. And that's it. Okay, First Thessalonians, chapter 2, looking at verses 1 through 4. One says, Paul and Silvanus and Timotheus. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, First Thessalonians, T-H-E-S-S-A-L-O-N-I-A-N-S, chapter 2, 1, 2, 3, 4. Oh, chapter 2, not chapter 1. That's my... Two. Well, one, two, three, four. Okay, chapter, chapter two. two. Read it first. One to four. Yeah. One says, For yourselves, brothers, know not our interest in unto you, that it was not in vain. Two. But even after that, we had suffered before and were shameful. Shameful, uh, entreated, as you know. At Philippi, we were bold in our Yahweh to speak unto you the gospel of Yahweh, which much contention. Three, for our exhortion was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in God, but gully. Four, but as we were allowed of Yahweh to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing to men, but Yahweh, which he tried our hearts. Hey, that's a, read verse 4 again now. That's big talk. What's verse 4 again? Well, it says, but as we were allowed of Yahweh in trust with the gospel, 
Even so, we speak not as pleasing to men, but Yahweh, which trieth our hearts. Don't take a shot at AL. Don't take a shot at that. Don't take a shot at AL. No, I'll pass off. You take a I'll, shot I'll at pass uh, first. You pass on first phone. That's that's good. Let's see can we bring um a mother in, and maybe mother E take a shot at, at, at that verse. Very interesting in that verse four. Let's see if we can bring mother E because see mother's children statue, but we come down the word of Yahweh, she's all in the word of Yahweh. Hey mother E, one of the mothers out of Cap One. That's why BPSC right. No, I can't even hit this. Yeah, we do hear all that good stuff in the background. Look at one verse, mother. 
First Thessalonians chapter two. Now Paul is talking to those of Thessalonica. He, he got them hemmed up, and he, he gonna say something to them. And what did he say in two verse four? We want you to read it. Then if, it, if you want to pass on that, the other pass on it. You can pass on it too. So now, but read it, and if, if you see anything in that verse, we'll deal with it. Now, First Thessalonians 2, verse 4, Mother, Mother E. Now read that verse for the national audience, and I'm going to ask you a question. What do you get out of this verse right here in 2, verse 4? Come on. Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Now, you can pass on it, mother. You can pass on it. You can't pass on it. Two, verse 4. Hey, Elder, go on read it again, Elder. Read that verse again, Elder. Two, verse 4. Mother, go on. Okay. Take a shot at it. I had to... I had to get me a sip, sip of uh, herbal tea. Maybe I can look at it again after I read it. Okay. First Thessalonians chapter 2, reading verse 4. But as we were allowed of Yahweh to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing to men, not as pleasing men, but Yahweh would trust our hearts. Well, that tried, that tried, so he tried it. So tried it. Yeah. Yeah, you want to take a shot tonight? You want to take a shot at him? Go ahead. Well, Yahweh put you in trust with the gospel. Okay? That's the book. To speak it. No, but who's talking? But it might not hey, sound. But who's talking? Hey, yo. But who's talking? Who? Who now? We, remember what we're doing now. We paid a picture for the national. And who's talking? And what's going on in verse four? Who who is doing his talking? And what is he saying in verse four for the national audience? See, we clear on what he's saying, mm-hmm. but we want the national audience that to understand that this word was not. Put in the hand of the people who are trying to date me. You will not put in the hand of your Word. 
Now, who is Paul that's doing all this tall talking? Who is this man talking? Let him tell you who he is in the 11th chapter, verse 1. Let this man tell you who he is in Romans 11, 1. Let this man tell you, give you his resume, who he is to say what the Almighty done for him. You're going to Romans 9, verse 1. Who is this man doing all this tall talking about we were allowed of Yahweh to be put in trust? It's like some, like you bring some personal to say, I'm entrusting you with this. You believe in old fear, and you're going to give me this because I'm giving it to you because I know you're going to do the right thing with it. I'm entrusting this with you to put this up for me. And when I come back for it, I get it to Guess what the man is saying? He's telling the Thessalonians that we've been allowed of Yahweh and trust in this word. So who else to tell you what this man's saying than who Paul is and the elder get ready to read you off his resume in Romans chapter 11, verse 1? Who is this man talking According to 11 verse 1 here, what is saying 11 verse? That's enough height. Romans 11 1 says who? What? The book of Romans, chapter 11, verse number 1. Paul, a servant of Yahweh the Son, called to be an apostle, freed unto the gospel covenant of Yahweh. Where you read? It's Romans 11, verse 1. What you read? Paul, a servant of Yahweh the Son. What you read? Called to. What you read? Hold on. Look at look at Romans chapter 11, verse 1. Real. Look at 11, verse okay. 1. The other real for the national audience. Okay, 11.1. One says, I say then, had Yahweh cast away his people? Yahweh forbid. But also, am I an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin? Read that again, Elder. Read that again. Take your time and, 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 and read it for the 900,000 plus. But they can really understand what you're saying in 11 verse 1. Romans 11, verse number 1. I say then, had Yahweh cast away his people? Yahweh forbid. For also, I am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. What did Paul just say? Paul is talking to the Thessalonians that's over there in Europe. So Paul just told them that he'd been allowed by Yahweh to be in trust in his covenant, in his word. Yahweh put this in, his, in him to do it. Now, who is Paul by nationality, according to 11 verse 1? Tell the national audience. 
foolish Paul by bloodline, nationality, pedigree, seed. Who is this man that's talking? It's Paul talking in First Thessalonians two verse four, according to eleven verse one. An Israelite from the seed of Abraham, being from the tribe of Benjamin. So who is Paul? An Israelite. An Israelite. Okay. And you're Israelite and? And, once again, from the seed of Abraham. Oh, the tribe of Benjamin. And he also know what tribe he's from. Paul say he's an Israelite, Abraham, and even know his tribe. He's a Benjamite. You know what a Benjamite is today? You got a group over here over in Jamaica. The Jamaica you got a group over in in West North Africa, and you got a, a group over there in Jamaica. Jamaica. So what Paul look like? You don't know what Paul look like? <laughs> you look on the telephone and look up what do Jamaicans look like, and that's who Paul is. He called now Jamaican. He ain't called a Benjamite no more. He called a Jamaican. But you know what they look like, right? That's what Paul's nationality is. He's telling them, I'm from the seed of Abraham. I'm an Israelite. I'm from the tribe of Benjamin. The Catholic Church got him looking like somebody else. That's black. I'll never read 11 1. I wonder what you read 11 1 to, your, to the pastor when you go to the Catholic Church. But you read 11 1, Paul is an Israelite. From the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin today in America is called Jamaican. Picture you get the statue down on that basilica over there in the Vatican City. It don't look like no Jamaicans to me. Why, why, why do y'all do that? Why does y'all continue to be with us? Hmm? That's sorcery. And you know what? Mother gonna get ready to read something. Hey, Mother E. Hey, Mother E. And the ninth chapter of St. John, Mother, Mother E. Can you help those see how in St. John 9, verse 39 to 41? Can you help those see how, Mother E? In St. John chapter 9, verse 39 to 41, Mother. Take your time, Mother, and get in that microphone and help the old see out. You're on the clock. Come on. Mother E. WCC. Still, we're going to mute the mother because we want you to keep on with the L. Hey, what do St. John chapter 9 verse number 39 to 41? St. John chapter 9 39 to 41 39 says and Yaquah the son said for judgment, I am come unto this world 
that they may see not might see, that they may see not might see, and that they see might be made blind. They see which be made blind. 40. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? 41. Yahweh the Son said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sins remain. Won't take a shot at won't take a shot at him. Won't take a shot at that. What you just got to reading in St. John nine, thirty nine through forty one. Won't take a shot at that. How you gonna pay? I'll I'll pass for reasons. Okay. All right. Good. What he's saying is he said, Look, give me um Leviticus 5, 1 and 17. So what he's saying to you is this. He said, you 900,000 plus. Once you know the truth and can prove the truth, if you continue down the road that you're on, then your sins remain. Meaning, once you find out that have lied to you on every point, and you chose not to make no corrections in your life, that's when your clock starts ticking. Because you really is ignoring the covenant. And that's why Paul came to the peoples of Europe with the Israelites scattered over there. And so they told them straight up, let me tell you something, Northern Kingdom. Yahweh entrusted this word to me to come over and teach y'all, to give y'all a chance to get right. Now, it's up to y'all to get right, that was Paul saying. He said, now, uh, y'all in the Israelites, and so am I. Y'all from the seed of Abraham, so am I. Y'all from Judah and all the rest of the tribes, and I'm from Benjamin. Benjamin was called Jamaican today. So Paul laid on the line. See, y'all going to get right? Or pay me no never mind, and that same thing we telling y'all. You gonna pay us no never mind? I ain't forgot about Mother's Day yet. I'm gonna go back to Mother's Day when you stop asking me questions about a day thing. Yeah, I'm gonna get back to Mother's Day in a minute. Yeah, I'll get back to that before we close. <laughs> uh, what you working with now, yo? Hey, yo well, we left off with the, we left off with Leviticus, but I got no chapter or. Uh, Verse. Yeah, uh, 5, 1, and 17. 5, 1, and 17. Okay, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 5, reading verse 1 and verse 17. One says, if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he has seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his inquiry. Verse number 17. And if a soul sin and commit any of these things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the law, though he wish it or not, yet he is guilty, 
and he shall bear his He said, if, if you know that you're in a ministry and everything we stand, you check it out, it's to be so. And you bring it back to that preacher yard and, and he tell you, you know, whatever way he tell you, and you pay it no never mind going on his word, not the Bible. He said, that's when your sins remain. That's when, when I get him, I'm going to get you too. That's what he's saying. So when I get at him, so you better tell him, give you a couple of them dollars. Because when he get at you, when he get at him, he also going to get you. Because you is a witness. So you that means you're in conspiracy with him. You know the record says he lied. But you continue to be in that number. And in man time, you put out that pistol and blackjack your loved ones while they were sitting there listening to the Pope tell you he's a replacement for the son or that confession booth. You ain't told them nothing. You said, when I get them, even if I got to wake them up, I'm going to get you too. That's all he's saying. I'm going to get you because you know that what they're doing is bewitching you. Purgatory is a uh, mountain. Give me that word again. What's that word again, Elder? Purgatory and this word called macromation. Give me, give me that word again, Elder. Uh, starting with the end. Necromancer? Yeah. Necromancer. Necromancer, purgatory is bewitching the people for a long time. That's sorcery. Every feeling in your body dies because Yahweh wants a body is shut down. What do Yahweh do according to Exodus 12 what do Yahweh do immediately, What do Yahweh do immediately in 12 seconds? Of Ecclesiastes. What do he do? Immediately what do he do? Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Prayer verse 7. Book Ecclesiastes. Looking at verse number 12 and reading uh, chapter 12 and reading verse number 7. 7 says, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto Yahweh who gave it. Immediately, once that body stopped breathing, the breath, according to 2 verse 7, that's all man is. Read that, make it plain. Here's the 2 verse 7, let's, let's show you the components in a man. And the components in the man, same thing about the one. Here go the components in the man and Genesis 2, verse 7. What is the man component? What does he consist of? You go back to the manufacturer and look. Genesis 2, verse 7. In the book of Genesis, chapter 2, reading verse number 7. 7 says, And Yahqua formed man from the dust from the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, 
and man became a living soul. So the components in the man besides dust and water is the breath of life. He breathed into man, into that dust, that mud-shaped man, the breath of life, and that man became a living soul. And when he takes that breath from you, man is a dead soul. When he snatched that breath from you, now, in fact, if, if a lion can talk, what is a lion's strength? He get up on your neck. He, he roll all around the top of the big old animal's body, and all he tries to get up under that neck. He just hold on to up under that old gizzard pipe. He just hold on. Until all of a sudden, that big old animal he got, stop breathing. And once he stops breathing, he know he can, get, he can go take a nap, but he ain't going nowhere. See, once you stop breathing, you ain't going nowhere. You finished. A lion can tell you that all day long. All lions lie past your tail and get on your back and slide up under your throat. And just grip down on your throat and hold on. Then you start getting slower and slower, and all of a sudden you collapse. And then he hold on, and then you see you'll stop breathing. Then he just drag back up on the tree. He, because you know you ain't going nowhere unless somebody comes steal the, the carcass he just, but he can take a nap. You ain't going nowhere. Because he knows what will happen to you according to Solomon's father in 146 verse 4. So he knows, even the lion knows this, 146 verse 4, Elder. What does it say in Psalm 146 verse 4? I know this. Why you don't know this? 146, verse 4. In the book of Psalms, chapter 146, looking at verse number 4. Well, it says, he, His breath goeth forth. He returneth to his earth. And that way, and that every day, his thoughts perish. I'll read that again. His breath goeth forth. He returneth to his earth. And that every day his thoughts perish. In that very day, in that very day, what happened to his mind, Elder? What happened to his mind, Perish. Man is gone. His, his mind is gone. His, gone. his thoughts, that very day. His mind is gone. Yeah. Gone. Thoughts no more. So when a the spirit returned back to Yahweh, in that very day, all his beings have stopped working. Nothing working. No more. His mind is gone because the man mind is the breath that he's taken back from. So in that very hour, his thoughts perish. So when your preacher tell you about purgatory, he's bewitching you because can't nobody be between in hell and get him to go up a little higher because that soul, <laughs> mind is gone. So that mind, that mind can't hear you to 
do you know they between any place? And that very same day, they saw Paris. Okay, no problem. Let's go to Queens, back to chapter 9, verse 5 and 6. Yeah. 5 and 6. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 5 and 6. What what do it say? Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5 and 6. What does it say? Okay, 5. Oh, 9, verse 5 and 6. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, what does it say? Ecclesiastes 9, verses 5 and 6. 5 says, For the living know, that they that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward, for the testimony of them is forgotten. Six. Read that also again. Their love. Yo, read that again. Five. Five. For the live for the living know that they shall die. But the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Mm-hmm. Six. Also, also, their love and their hatred and their envy is not perished. Neither have they any more a portion for ever in anything that is done under the sun. Mm-hmm. That's big talk, you know, you, you want to take a shot of that, you know? Take a, 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 a shot for the National Order, number five and six on that. Well, we all know that we're going to die sooner or later, but after mm-hmm. you're dead, you don't know anything. That, that and your you memory of everything that, that you got is... That mean you ain't, that mean you ain't got no more love according to verse six? That means you don't have no more love or hatred or anything. Okay. I am that. Anything. Uh huh. And 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 how long that's the beast? It's all purged. And that gonna be to how long? According to verse six, the last line. The last two lines. Or even in anything that is done under the sun. So once you did, you got no more portion for anything upon the sun. Anything. Because when you wake up again, but we're not going to read it, when you do wake you up, the sun, the light will be in 22 verse 1. We're not going to read it. There'll be no need for the sun and the moon. Because all that's going to be knocked out. Remember, Adam and Eve never saw the sun of the moon. In the garden, it was just lit up because everybody was lit up beings. When you read the 22nd chapter, 1 through 4, it tells you that it will be no need for the sun of the moon because Yahweh, the Father, and the Son, and you with your spiritual body, you're going to glow like a, a light bulb out of sight. 
you always want a case in point there. Uh, a lot of days saying, that's okay, we'll play your game because it's your radio station. Go to 17, chapter, verse 1 of Matthew. It'll come right back here in a minute. Put a mark on it. Put a mark on it. Come back there in a minute. Go to the 17th chapter. The Almighty Son is going to give you a preview time to come. In the 17th chapter, verse 1 and verse 5. Let's see what we can, we can read in Matthew 17, verse 1 and 5. What can we read, Elder? Book of Matthew is chapter 17, reading verse 1 and verse 5. One says, And after six days, Yahweh the Son taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up unto a high mountain apart. Five. While yet he spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son, for whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Mm-hmm. And, and hear you him mean what in, in 17 verse 2? A bright cloud told Peter, Listen, you hear what my boy got to say. And what did his boy show him in verse 2? Verse 6 says, And when the disciples heard it, Two. Two. 17, two. 17, two. Two says, and it was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. Yeah. So he transfigured himself before all of them. Show them what, what you're going to look like if you make it. He said, his face shined as the sun, and the clothing he had on was as brighter than the sun himself. So everything on him was shining. Well, you didn't need no sun. You need no more night or moon. So that's how you're going to look when you got your spirit body on. So you can be spiritual. That means you understand the word. But to have your spiritual body on you, you be able, you be able to walk through the wall, and you would shine like the sun. You know, some part of the south, when that sun is baking down real good, you can't even look up in the air. You got to keep your eyes down if the sun baking so good. So you, you got to half cock yourself or wear sunglasses, even to look straight ahead. That's how that sun is beaming down. So Yahweh showed you how you're going to look if you make it. You're going to shine as the sun. Your clothing is going to shine as the sun. That's why his father said, listen, Peter, John, you hear what my boy got to say. This is when you got your spiritual body. This is right here. And everybody's dead ain't coming back until the sun is no more. So when your preacher take your money and tell you that I can get your loved one that's Halfway in hell and halfway to heaven, that's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. They bewitching you and your loved one. Then when that preacher of the Christian faith come to you and tell you at a funeral, what kind of funeral do you want? 
apply the word and do it. Then once you got it in this 369-12, you're going to look for the 12th part, 3 and 6 or 1 and 2 of 369-12 ain't going to make it. We read that in 13 verse 8. Two-thirds two ain't going to make it. Three-six ain't going to make it. Nine going to be built up. And when nine get it together, you go and look for 12. Not three and six, but they dead. And dead don't know nothing. See? They dead. Can they come out of it? I don't know. Not the living dead. You got living dead, too. <laughs> got living dead. Walking around. Living dead. Staggering around. Pocket full of money. Hey. I'm, I'm going to show you a, a sign of a, a dead. A dead. I mean, with a pocket full of money. You can be dead. Even with a pocket full of money. You know that? Case in point. Dead with a pocket full of money. And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what path or religion are you mm -hmm. in your pursuit of perfection with God? <laughs> what, 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 what are um, you? I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. And what um, does that mean? Seventh-day Adventist is a Christian denomination. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we believe is observing the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. uh, so from a young child, you know, being brought up, I was always brought up with Sabbath observance. So Friday night sundown and Saturday night sundown, as mentioned in the Ten Commandments, remember the seventh day to keep it holy. Uh, and then also Jesus uh, observes Sabbath as well. Yeah. So it's one day where I don't check my emails. I don't respond to work calls. I don't read From Friday night. Friday night sundown. Sundown. To Saturday night sundown. Yeah. No work. You don't check your emails. No. That's, that's, like, a, a that's, a, that's like against the commandment of Hollywood <laughs> that thou shalt carry thy but Blackberry at all times. But you know what? Here's the yes. thing. When you set bounds. For your first job... Uh, working as an intern with yes. Will Smith, yes. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. You now, Oprah Winfrey is a billionaire. The billionaire didn't even know that she was doing the wrong day. She doing the wrong day. Sunday's the wrong day. Do you know what he got written in uh, Job 14, verse 4? Hey, yo, what he got written in, in, in the book of Job 14, verse 4? Can you go see out in Job 14, verse 4? In the book of Job, mm -hmm. looking at chapter 13, verse 14. number 4. Make it 14. Make it 14. Okay. Verse four, mm -hmm. Writing these down, as you said, so 14, correct? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 14. 14, verse, verse number 4. Mm -hmm. Well, it says, who can bring a clean thing? Out of unclean, not one. Read it. 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 Read it.
Read it again, Al. Read that again. Four says, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. I don't care how long you've been a Christian, Roman Catholic. He said, who can make a clean thing, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? He said, not one. Sunday, it's the wrong day. You can't make it clean. I don't care what goes on there. That's the wrong day. That's not the black day. The black day is when the sun goes down on Friday to the sun goes down on Saturday. That's it. That's the only black day in the Bible. So how are you going to make something unclean clean? He said not one. So if you're serving and going and worshiping on a Sunday, first day of the week, that's unclean. You know what the only blessed day is? Read that of Genesis 2, verse 3. The only blessed day in the Bible is written before man, you know, even knew his being. He told you, I mean, he tell you follow his lead. Let's see what the blessed day is in Genesis 2, verse 3. Let's see what number is the blessed day according to the Bible. Two verse Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. He says, And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which Yahweh created and made. So, El, is every day a blessed day? Or do he specifically say a certain number is the blessed day? Is every day a blessed day, which the preacher said today? Well, every day is a blessed day. Well, according to the Bible, Genesis 2, verse 3, give a number. What number to give El in 2, verse 3? He said the seventh day. And what time is the seventh day of today? What time is the seventh day then and now? From sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. That's the end of That's the end of That's the only blessed day according to the Bible. That's the only blessed day according to the Bible, Genesis 2, verse 3. When the sun set on Friday until the sun set on Saturday. Now, you can worship him in all the time you want him, but why don't you get, get that right? Get that out the way first. Then you'll back away from the rest of that stuff after you get that right. Once you start doing the Friday night to Saturday night, then you're all right. Now, let's go back and put that clean back in chapter 9. He said, now, once you want to check this thing down, it's over. Now, what do you want you to do after you put your little ones in the ground? What do you want you to do? Bible tell you what he wants you to do now. And the ninth chapter seven down to verse ten. He'll tell you all about it and seven down to verse two. Ecclesiastes nine, seven, verse ten. He's gonna tell you exactly what you're supposed to do at the end of bearing your love. He's gonna tell you now what he wants you to do. If you're gonna do the Bible, you're gonna do what you've been doing all the time. Nine verse seven to ten. Come on. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, reading verses 7 to verse number 10. 7 says, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wife with a merry heart, for Yahweh accepteth thy works. 8. Let thy garments always let thy garments be always white, and let thy 
heads like no ointment. Nine, live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of the life of my vanity, which he had given thee under the sun, all the days of thy vanity, for that is thy portion in this life, and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. Ten, whatsoever thine hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work or device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave. Whether thou goest. So when, 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 when they say, "Well, I'm going out to the graveyard. I'm gonna sit around and, and get my relief." The grave for my loved ones. You know, it was very crowded today. A lot of them went to the grave today. On Mother's, Mother's Day, according to them, we're gonna picture that that bit. But we found out once you in once you in that ground, according to verse ten, what's going on in the ground there with the person in the ground, that soul in the ground, according to verse ten, Elder, what's going on in verse ten? There's no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave. Where you go. So so, Mr. Preacher, you, you cannot tell nobody you can get them nowhere. Up, up, up in the way, down, down the way, because they cannot respond to you. You can't get them up, up, up in the way. You can't get them down, down, nothing. That's it. It's over that person until the sun is no more. So, Mr. Preacher, you're going to be taking my money. You're going to lie to me. You're going to perpetrate me. You're going to macromaster me. You want to bewitch me. Do you know what he got written about bewitching a person? You want to bewitch them? He got it. He told the children of Israel and told Moses in 2218. Hey, what he said in 2218 about bewitching a person? By tricking that soul, what he got written and tell the children of Israel in 2218 of Exodus. Backed up in, with Romans 1.32. Backed up with Romans 1.32 is the preacher. But what he said, One. if anybody do such a thing, that we can read in the book of Exodus 22.18, Romans chapter 1.32, Elder, you on the clock come out. Reading from Exodus 22:18, backed up with Romans chapter 1, verse 32. Let's see, Exodus chapter 22, looking at verse number 18. 18 says, Thou wilt surely wear away both thou. Thou wilt surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee. For this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able yeah. to perform it thy, thyself alone. But the whole of is uh, you looking at 22, uh, 22, verse number 18, real captain. 
Ain't no, ain't nobody from the dead came back and told you nothing up under the sun. Do you take the Bible and throw it away? It ain't happen. Once it's dead, the spirit returned back to Yahweh, and, and they have no love, hate. They gonna tell you go look out for my family while I'm in the ground. Uh, would you go? Would you go look after my family and make sure they're okay? They ain't gonna tell you that because they love, their hatred, and all their beings is gone. They ain't saying nothing to you, and they ain't said nothing to your preacher. And they ain't came back and met you on those Thursday afternoon and told you, would you go check on my loved ones, make sure they're okay? They don't have no more brains to tell you that. The spirit is in them is gone. You just been bewitched by whoever told you some dead came back to you and told you anything. You have been bewitched. He going to get you and going to get them that did it in time upon now, let's come on back to the twin chapter. Hey, yo, let's get these out the way for this um, tape number 12. Come to an end. Come back to the twin chapter, Exodus, and we'll see what he says about Mother's Day. Exodus chapter 20, and we're going to look at verse number 12. 20 verse 12. We're going to talk about Mother's Day for the next couple of minutes. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. So it says, Honor thy father. Hold on, hold on. Verse 1. 1 and 20. Let's find out who's doing all this tall talk. 20, verse 1 and 12. Exodus 20, verse 1 and verse 12. Okay, verse number 1 says, and Yahweh spake all these words, saying, verse 12, Honor thy mother and thy father, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Yahweh, the Yahweh giveth thee. You see what he said? He ain't tell you nothing about no Mother's Day, no Father's Day. He said, honor your mother and dad as long as you got a mother and dad, period. You on there. You don't have no nobody tell you when to honor your mother and your father, your loved one. You do it every day. Every opportunity you get, you take them somewhere and, and buy them a couple of herbal tea every now and then and give them a lunch out. You don't let nobody tell you when to say happy Mother's Day or happy Mother's Father to yourself, to them. You do it every chance you get. There's a there. precept. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 5, Elder. We'll get a precept on that, Elder. And look at verse 1 and 16. We're going to get a precept, Elder. Remember, when you precept your Bible, it's all over it. Deuteronomy 5, verse 1 and 16. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Chapter 5. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 16. Yes. Verse 1 says, And Yahweh called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yahweh ain't called nobody. Moses called all Israel. Five one. Five one. 
And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that ye may learn them and keep and do them. 16. 16. Honor thy father and thy mother, as the Yahweh, the Yahweh had commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with thee in the land which the Yahweh, the Yahweh giveth thee. You see that? So he ain't getting no special time, though. You do it as long as you got a, uh, anybody you want. You don't have nobody having you no special day. Every day, you got a mother and father. You honor your mother and father. You got a hierarchy. In them, on them, every day you get chance. Don't let nobody tell you about this day, no happy Mother's Day, happy Father's Day. No, you do it according to what y'all want to say. We're going to stop right there on my part. We'll catch you tomorrow at um, 6 o'clock sharp. Elder going to tell you about the broadcast and give his final statement. So long to tomorrow, old Sear. Elder going to take you from there. Come on, Elder. Yaqua, bless you, and thank you for listening to our broadcast. And hopefully we have enough time to tell you that uh, we welcome and thank all of you for attending our broadcast and listening to the words of Yaqua, which he commanded. And also, thank you for attending Yaqua's ministry, learning how to connect the books that you sing, your health, foods you should eat, and keep it in Sabbath days. All this is done because you have came to the voice of the true Israelites, tribe of Yadah, will open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday, but now we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of the Sabbath, as you heard, 